Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of October 28th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Cord. Yep, that's true. That's true. A uh, few technical issues, but, uh, you know, we're getting this going. We're getting this going. Thanks, Discord, uh, for all you do. Um, mm. But uh, without further ado, um, we have one game that you and I have both been playing a healthy amount of. And then we have a game each that, you know, the other one's not playing. So we'll start with those two. Um, so what have you been playing? Yeah, so um, I've been starting out with uh, kind of checking out a kind of early review, preview copy of Cat Quest 2 that we were able to get from, uh, was it Gentle Bros? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Gentle Bros and uh, P-Cube. Um, the guy, Cube. The guys that we know are from P Cube. Um, so we know them because our longtime listener and friend uh, Grim, Grim Reaper Sage, uh, which on Mixer is uh, mixer.com backslash Grim Reaper Sage 7. Uh, go check out his videos. He's been playing a healthy amount of Cat Quest, doing um, nice. voices for each of the characters and, you know, having some, uh, having some general fun with that. So go give him a follow and tell him MGI sent you. For sure. Um, but he was at a, a Sony event in London um, checking stuff out. They had um, Final Fantasy. They had Cyberpunk there. Uh, but he didn't have a lot of time. And as well, he told me literally uh, like 12 hours before he went. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like there was something that I could do to like um, like apply for a media pass. He just bought a ticket and went. Um, nice. And uh, he hopped a train, went over, and... Uh, one of the people that he ran into um, was um, Grant Evans, I think is how you say his name. Uh, sorry if I am jacking that up. Uh, I haven't actually heard that one said yet. Um, right. And I'm terrible with names. Um, but it is at uh, Grant Evans, or it's at underscore Grant Evans underscore on Twitter. Um, he was the original contact that Grim had. Uh, Grim went to uh, check out the game, played it a bit, um, asked the guy some questions about the game while the guy while um, he was playing, um, and then uh, left. Grim ended up calling me, uh, and then I was like, "Here, this is what we need to ask him. Ask him these things." And uh, sure, sure enough, the guy said, "Hey, yeah, you guys want a cool review copy, and you want to play the game and talk about it on your show? Awesome. Here's my card. Give me a call Monday." Or give me an email Monday. And we were like, definitely. So Monday, sent him a message. Um, it, wasn't even, it, it wasn't even 24 hours that I had a message from him that he, or an email from him that he had uh, tagged in the, um, he is the uh, head of PR at P-Cube. Mm. Um, his name is Dominic Granier. Uh, and he uh, he asked, hey, would it be cool if we dropped MGI and their email and everything on our, um, you know, mailing list? So, you know, when it comes down to reviews and codes and copies, uh, you know, we'll hit you guys up so you can talk about our stuff. Um, and, of course, we were like, absolutely. Um, really. So uh, with that, um, Dominic... From the first email that uh, Grainier had, uh, or um, that uh, uh, Grant had sent me, Dominic had sent me a code, and then when I said, "Yeah, sure, drop our email in there," um, he sent me another code. 
Um, so I, uh, of course, gave one to Grim, and then I gave one to Foltercord here, who uh, has been playing it. Um, yeah. So uh, how's that going? How's the, how's the game feel? It's really fun. Um, it's it's kind of like a uh, sort of isometric, um, really good art style. Like I said, I think they really nailed uh, what they were going for with the art. Um, it's a kind of like storybook. It looks like a pop-up storybook is how I'd describe it. Yeah. Um, I'm still pretty early on. I've just kind of been playing here and there, um, kind of checking it out. So um, I don't want to like be really definitive or anything on it, but um, I am definitely liking it a lot. I'm going to continue playing. Um, it's got some really cool stuff going on. Definitely, um, and it's, I mean, it, it's, um, it, it's a game that's not like, uh, like you'd expect. I think, um, a lot of people would expect maybe like a real-time battle or something like that, uh, but it is very much a action-adventure cat quest. Right, I've basically been saying it's, it's sort of almost like the same build style as like Diablo. Yeah, yeah, um, you're kind of this, uh, you know, this cat and i think you have a dog companion um that uh has you know they're they're in this overworld they have like kind of like these bigger icons and everything's you know it is kind of like um the land masses are i mean they're regular size but your character seems huge in them um so it, it is kind of interesting it has a really cool style uh, full of a lot of puns and uh, it does take some um, getting used to combat it looks like to mm-hmm. be able to do everything that you want yeah it's kind of weird it's a little bit faster than you expect it's going to be mm-hmm. but I think that might just be because I never played Cat Quest 1 okay so I think it, probably a lot of people would have a better you know lead in yeah definitely um, and like I said if you do want some information about that um, some more information about Cat Quest and you know what it's all about. It's available everywhere now, mm-hmm. um, so definitely go uh, drop these guys uh, the buy. Have some fun with this game. It is just like a wholesome fun game. Um, yeah. And if you want more information before you go and do that, uh, like I said, go check it out. Mixer.com backslash Grim Reaper Sage Seven. Um, he'll be playing it, doing voices, and uh, generally having a good time. For sure. Cool. Um, so aside from Cat Quest, um, I know you've been playing one other big game, but I'll jump into what I've been playing, um, yes. and that was Borderlands Three. Um, I finished it up. Uh, finished up the main story. It was uh, it was fantastic. It was fun um, all the way to the end. Uh, kind of left you guessing uh, on you know how things are gonna turn out because you know throughout the game things get very very shaky. Um, hmm. And it wasn't until the end. It feels really good because at the end you get. Um, I don't know if you remember from two. They had. Uh, they called them um, badass ranks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of like prestiging. When you get to level fifty, you get badass ranks, and badass ranks are um, permanent across your whole account, no matter what character you play. You put these points into your character. So you get the skill tree through the first 50 levels. Skill tree dies at level 50. Boom, you get these badass ranks or whatever. Um, And uh, that feels like a whole new thing. And it's really cool. Uh, And then on top of that, you have um, like arena challenges and stuff that you can go and do. Uh, I, of course, as you know, if you've been following, um, I played as Flak. Uh, I don't recommend that for everyone. <laughs> mm. I would say probably my preferred character uh, from the outside is Mose. 
Um, okay. Flak is cool, but that fucking animal, the programming for the animal, the AI control is garbage. Mm. It yeah. goes right to where your crosshairs are at all times. So if you're looking down at weapons, guess where the fuck it's walking? Yeah, right in front. Of right the in front of the weapon, and then you're you can't click on it. You have to fight around trying to figure out where the weapon is. Um, yeah. But uh, finished the whole game. Uh, been doing uh, Torg's. Um, been doing Torg's uh, like arena. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, been doing. There's also the Slaughterhouse 3000 and a bunch of other stuff that you can go and do. Um, but the Torgs Arena has been um, a lot of fun. It's hard. It is really hard. And my character is almost uh, invincible. And in throughout nice. the main game, at the end of this, like I had a system that my character, even though I could like fall down and die, I would still be able to pick myself back up literally anytime. My mm-hmm. your my that little dog, when you drop or whatever, you know whatever companion uh, pet you have for Flack, it will try to pick you up and revive you. That's pretty cool. And the little rift that I have heals me. So if I'm in trouble, healing rift. If I fall, animals got me. Awesome. Yeah. I still die. I still can't make it through all those. Hmm. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but it's fun. Uh, I definitely recommend it. At the very end, um, you're going to... Th- that's where the real game kind of starts, like, with most... Um, it feels like an MMO almost. Like you know, at the end, that's when you're really now playing the game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's very similar. Uh, and they keep they seem like they're doing some good like fan service with that mm-hmm. uh, of keeping your character uh, or keeping the player invested in coming back to the game. They're right now doing a Halloween event uh, yeah. where there's different challenges and you can unlock um, you know some like cool gear and extra skins and stuff uh for the game um and not only that you know i completed the game once um i have three other characters i can play this with Mm -hmm. if i want so um some pretty good stuff uh but yeah i'll probably uh stow talking about borderlands 3 for a while i'm pretty well done with it and i'll just be playing it on the side um and as well uh the probably the big main reason for that is um both of us have been playing uh, the Outer Worlds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Outer Worlds, if you didn't know, is coming from uh, Obsidian, um, and that's de- technically it's still coming from um, uh, what's the name of that? The Private Division. Yes, Private Division. That's right. Yeah. Um, who, whom uh, was snagged by uh, Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, uh, Microsoft sort of, it was kind of like one of the surprise announcements of, uh, what was it, E3, along with um, Double Fine and those Double guys. Double Fine, yeah. They um, had, and this is another thing that I was talking about, and we've talked about it before, Microsoft's cleaning up. Yeah, they're like... Silent. They're going on like a <laughs> fucking reunion tour, scooping up all the old band members, I mean... Yeah. It's crazy. And um, new. Like, these guys have been yeah. known for a really long time for making the sequels to games yeah they did some really good sequels to like bioware games uh they were involved in like nice old public 2 um, i think they did neverwinter nights 2 they did the Baldur's gate console games they before did. obsidian existed yeah and then they did fallout new vegas fallout um, new vegas they did pillars of eternity one and two yeah um they're not a fucking slouch in the industry you know what i mean and right. it's it's pretty crazy that um uh, 
this game, I, I okay, so I went to go buy this game, and I like to alternate between if I buy a digital game, the next one I buy will be physical, and then digital, and then physical, um, and that's so I can have a disc in my uh, system. It you know should theoretically take up less space, uh, and you know I don't have to change out discs while I'm playing. You know, playing games or whatever. Um, I went out on my lunch break to go buy this, and I went to my small game shop. They did not have it. Mm. So I turned around, and on my way back, I was like, you know what, I'll swing by GameStop. GameStop, they received 10 copies. I went to Target, they did not have it. And I went to Walmart, and they did not have it on day one. Right around uh, just before 2 p.m. That's crazy. Yeah, um, so uh, I, I had to go di- digital. It is, you know, I don't really have much of a choice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, the last game that I saw that that happened with quite like that was mm. uh, Dead Island. Yeah, there was a big shortage of Dead Island. Yeah, um, that doesn't really tend to happen anymore, though. Like you said, no. She said all those copies are pre-ordered. She said that she wow. didn't even get a copy. Because she thought that there would be readily copies available. That's crazy. But um, to give you guys an idea of what Outer Worlds is, Outer Worlds is a um, like a shooter RPG, uh, heavily mm-hmm. RPG. Um, so kind of first think, person, yeah, first person shooter RPG. Kind of think um, very much Fallout New Vegas, but you can't pop into the third person. Um, your character is uh selected from a ship called uh the hope the hope was going from earth to a a new inhabited world um dropping off all these colonists and it did not make it um so the first ship did make it this ship that you're on did not make it it was left floating in fucking outer space um and in there you get picked uh by uh what's his name is like Phineas Wells, I think is his Wells, name. Wells, yeah. He's an older gentleman um, who finds your ship, and he has enough of this uh, because you've been in stasis for a long time. That if he were to pull you out, it would probably liquefy you. Um, so uh, he has to pick the one person that he wants to take from this ship, uh, bring them back using this, uh, you know, using this serum, so they don't die immediately. Um, and that's when you get to pick your character. You get to pick your attributes, what, you know, what your character is good at. You get to put some extra points and some skills, which you have melee, range, defense, dialogue, stealth, tech, and I think leadership is the last one. Mm -hmm. Um, and each one, you know, when you pick a skill, you pick an overarching skill that gives you plus 10 to all, everything within stealth or tech. Um, and they each give you different things. So, it's how you want to play your character. Um, so, uh, you know, just asking. I know you made a character. I definitely made a character myself. So let's talk about our characters. Uh, who did you make? Yeah, so um, I created a character who I was going for sort of... I know I'm going to play through this like 76 times. Exactly. So I wanted to go with something. I, I'm going to like build based on like archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, this first one, I made a very perceptive, um, like, gunslinger, basically. I went with, like, a, kind of like a 
cocky gunslinger is what I'm going for. Okay. okay. So, like, uh, good with, like, the ranged weapons, uh, firearms, obviously. Um, really good perception and good, uh, like, charm ability, basically. Okay. So, nice. um, I'll kind of have to wait and see how much opportunity I get to sort of do some more of that um, role-playing as I get the chance, but um, that's what I've got to start out with here. Okay. Um, so uh, the next thing you get to pick after skills, I forgot to mention, is aptitude. It's basically what your job was. Um, mm-hmm. And you have things like I didn't have a job, bureaucrat, cashier, construction, cashier. Um, janitor, cashier. safety inspector. You went cashier? Yeah, you get that... Uh... That's uh, uh, like a little persuade boost or whatever, right? Yep. That's what I went with as well. Yeah. That's what Shannon went with as well. That's funny. Um, I went with... Uh, my character is named uh, Dexter Cruzman. Uh, Dexter, Dexter Cruzman. Dexter Cruzman is uh, not quite a cashier. It's the closest thing I could get to a cashier. He is a ex-used car salesman. Hmm. Uh, he has a uh, silver tongue that the ladies love. No, he's um, he's uh, he is a liar. If I've ever made one, um, pretty much everything he says is a lie. Um, he tells people exactly what they want to hear to avoid combat and conflict, um, and uh, it has very much worked out for him. Thus mm-hmm. far, um, I've killed pretty much like nothing but marauders. Yeah. Um, but uh, like weapon wise, it has been pretty fun. You do have your one handed weapons, your two handed weapons. You have your short range uh, like pistols. You have your long guns uh, like your rifles and whatnot. And then I believe you have your heavy guns, um, which I think would be. Like an like a light machine gun and you know different explosive weapons, uh, which I haven't really got a hold of. Um, what kind of weapons have you been playing with mostly? Yeah, I've been uh, using a lot of like um, kind of focusing on like the the pistol types. So I tried out a revolver. I wasn't really super into it, um, but I've been trying out a lot of different uh, you know. I've been. I, I actually built this really good. Uh, you'll find that like all the weapons that you get are all pretty much identical. Yeah. So the way that you customize them is through modding. Yeah, they are. They're, they're identical, uh, but they do have a level to them. Mm-hmm. So you can get a level one and then a level four, and they can be, you know, right. they can range just a little bit. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I was able to build up a really good uh, assault rifle with some like. I think it had uh, fire damage or something, so I was like completely deleting people that were fucking with me. Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I think it's technically plasma. It's like leaves a red yeah, that yeah, turns yeah, them yeah. to ash. That's it. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, right out of the gate, I didn't even go with weapons. Mm-hmm. I carried around um, a stun baton. Okay. And just worked with that for a long time. Um, more yeah. recently. Um, I've picked up uh, an energy pistol, my four weapons that I have, energy pistol, um, a shotgun, a um, hunting rifle for range, mm-hmm. and that's what I use mostly. Like, I'll stay way back and I'll pick off any marauder that's out there. 
Um, and then I have a uh, newer stun baton that's like is like a specialty stun baton. Mm-hmm. Um, Grim over here says pistol, shotgun, and machine gun. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so you know, you make your character. Um, you can create whatever kind of backstory that you want for it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, that's just kind of fun for you for role-playing purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically what happens, your pod gets picked up, um, and you get ejected. Uh, you get straight up ejected from the ship, the Hope. Um, and... They drop you, you get dropped by uh, Phineas Wells into, like, onto a planet. He just ejects the pod. The pod screams toward this planet where there is a guy down there. Uh, The planet is called Terra 2. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a guy down there that's supposed to be waiting on you. Um, But uh, comedy immediately ensues. When, uh, as you're coming to, of course, as you're coming to, you see, uh, Phineas through this, you know, through the, um, like through the escape pod, uh, like glass and he's like fucking around with shit and then he just ejects you and you go flying like straight toward her or straight toward the planet. Um, and your pod is screaming toward this beacon that this guy has planted. And the pod crushes the guy. Damn. It just, it, like, I got out and I inspected, and he's laying there, and the pod is right over his head. The rest of his body's fine. It just crushed his head. Um, it's brutal. So, uh, from there, you, of course, get to check out um, Edgewater and all the surrounding areas of the Vale on Terra, too. Um, going on various missions, figuring out what's up with Edgewater, um, you know, and then making some decisions on mm-hmm. who you agree with. And the decisions are tough to make. And I think this is something, I feel like this decision, I don't know if it matters as much as mm-hmm. you kind of feel in the moment of making the decisions. Um, but it feels like a heavy decision because a lot of people are affected by this either way. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, after that you get, um, the guy's ship, his name was Mr. Hawthorne that you were supposed to meet up with. Um, you get his ship. It was supposed to be called the reliable. His name was changed to the unreliable. Very good. Very good. Um, uh, you get a, a core for the ship so it can uh, take flight. Um, it doesn't have a light speed jump or anything yet. Uh, but um, you basically assume the role of Mr. Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. The ship thinks you're Mr. Hawthorne and so do other people. Um, and it, it's it's really, it's really good. Uh, you know, you start assembling a small crew um, and exploring different areas. And... Uh, it feels very Firefly. Yeah, it's definitely got Fireflyness to it. I really, really enjoy that. I everything I can see where they're pulling a lot of their um, inspiration and flavor from. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's from sci-fi things that we already love. 
so that's that makes it really cool you know you you can see um it's touches of firefly and some of its touches of you know star wars and other video games like you, you see it's you can this feels like a fallout game it feels like a fallout game done right yeah i mean you can definitely tell that um a lot of their tool set and you know their i don't know about inspiration but you can you can definitely tell that this they started thinking about this on fallout new vegas yeah possibly it feels uh, it does feel that way um as far as things that bother me go uh, mm. I think the only thing that bothers me, and it comes off of playing Borderlands, is um, in Borderlands 3, they added some new cool things, like running. And uh, while you're running, you press crouch and your character slides. Or you can run right. and jump. And if you don't quite make the jump, your character will mantle up. It doesn't have any of that. No, um, yeah, it's, it's not quite capable of that. It, yeah, it doesn't. It feels a little restricted in that way. Mm. Um, but it's not a bad thing. It's just different. Um, right. So, uh, you know, I, I keep that in mind. Um, again, like I said, Borderlands is probably one of my favorite things that I played uh, this year so far. It's been mm. it's been a lot of fun. Um, this, I haven't put enough time into to take into consideration. I feel like this can be something that I'm This is definitely going to be a contender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would definitely be expecting to see this game's name in our game of the year list at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we have other stuff coming up. Uh, things that we've talked about. Um, the new Star Wars game has been kind of on, uh, you know, on the tip of our tongue for a little bit here. Um, we have Hideo Kojima's game, uh, Death Stranding, coming yeah. up here very, very soon. Um, and those, th- there's just two. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I feel like I'm going to be playing this game until the end of the year. It seems yeah. like it's going to be a big a big boy, and I already want to play it more. Yeah, so. I've been like... It's one of those games that you just like think about it in your off time. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I could definitely like do xyz in this or like hey i wonder what's going to happen when i go to wherever right right um some very cool stuff going on there and the thing that i do like in com in conversation uh, you know being a conversationalist as my character's main thing it's not just those conversation things that help you with people it's other things like medical like engineering um if you don't have the knowledge of medical or engineering, you can't bring up medical and engineering options. Mm-hmm. It'll just blank, you know, like cross them out for you. Um, so looking over at what Grimm said that he picked, he said that he picked um, a medic for health, and then he focused on guns and locksmith. Um, nice. He said no melee or block. He doesn't. He, which is interesting. I, think, I don't know. Maybe not. Melee would be kind of a tough way to build your character in this game because there's a lot of shooty bang bang people. Um, well, yeah, almost all the enemies. If they don't like, there are a lot of melee enemies, but there are, there are a ton of ranged enemies. Yeah. So yeah, there, I mean, there's um, a ton of ways to approach it, but I do like that conversationally. If you're not good at persuade or lie or intimidate. You still have sometimes some other options with medical, if you're really good at that, or yeah. engineering, if you're really good at that. Um, 
So I feel like it doesn't isolate anyone for going down a certain path. Mm-hmm. It's good. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, no, I, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I was just gonna say it, it does a lot of interesting stuff. Definitely. Um, I, I know right right after this, um, I have to edit two videos and then uh, I am going straight back to playing. Yeah. Um, Grim says uh, he kills a lot of people. I've killed almost no one but marauders. Yeah, I've really only killed marauders except for one little oopsie whoopsie. <laughs> oh, whoopsie daisy. We're not going to talk too much about that, folks. Um, yeah, I don't think... I don't know if I've killed anyone. I haven't messed anything up. I haven't been caught stealing to make people come up. I, I was caught... Oh, I was caught, but they just come over and then you're like, oh, it's no big deal, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was caught lockpicking one time. Yeah. And they let it go, of course. I, I was able to talk my way out of it. But I haven't been... I haven't got a whole town pissed at me or anything. Okay, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, Grim said he killed people right at the start. I didn't kill those people. I let them live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it. there's a lot of options. We'll be talking about this uh, definitely a lot more uh, probably as we continue on um, it seems to have a really good story and uh, the it's, it has a cheesy like 1940s ideal of what space characters look like in a very good way in a very fun way yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's pretty ridiculous so uh, go check out the Outer Worlds if you guys haven't yet. It's going to be one of the probably bigger games um, throughout the holiday season. If they drop their price by 10 bucks for Black Friday, mm-hmm. they're going to make bank. Because people already at, at where I work were talking about this. And it's like, huh, interesting. Yeah. Like, I didn't know these guys even played games. So It's definitely interesting. I, I mean, it's... It's definitely not going to be... I don't think it even has a chance to have the reach of something like Fortnite or anything, but it's oh, no. definitely in the national conversation already. Right, right, right. Um, it, yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's it's impressive. It's cool that like you expect something like Fortnite or you expect something like Call of Duty or whatever to have mm-hmm. that kind of reach and you know people talking about it. Um, but you don't expect like an RPG all the time to have that kind of conversation. Especially yeah. one that's not a well-established IP already. So, I think, yeah, the other thing that is helping it is Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Microsoft definitely doing doing good by those people. You know, the um, their gamers. By getting them something as cool as this right away. And that comes yeah. straight from, like, I, like we said earlier, acquiring the right people. Yeah. 100%. So, um... But yeah, uh, go check all that out. Let us know what you think. You can let us know. Um, you can let us know about it over on Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, where you can check out all the top news and video game stuff as well. Joining in on the conversation. All the likes, comments, and shares are definitely appreciated. As well, over on uh, Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do stuff just like this. Um, and... You know, any other ridiculous things we do, if you didn't know, we also have story mode. Uh, 
currently focusing on The Witcher. We are moving... Today we did record part four um, that will be out uh, this coming Wednesday. Um, so definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. And if you haven't listened to part one, two, or three, going over Witcher 1, Witcher 2, Assassin of Kings, and the first part of Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, go check that out. We'll be wrapping up The Witcher 3 um, core game uh, in two weeks. So... Uh, yeah, go check all that out. We appreciate it. Let's go sure. ahead and jump on into the games releasing. Yeah, so um, we're looking at the week of October 28th to November 3rd. Uh, the 29th is kind of a big day. Yeah. Uh, so this is that Tuesday. Um, so we're starting off with After Party, the game where you have to out-drink the devil. <laughs> This is straight up the pick of destiny in like she's clothing. Um, so after party coming from Night School Studios for PS4 and PC. Um, yeah, you have to out drink the devil. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. I you play uh, what is her names like Milo and Lilo or something like that. Two college yeah. best friends. Lilo and Stitch are oh Milo and Lilo. Um, who are very awkward and you know just didn't have a ton of like other friends outside of that and they're like we need to go to a good college party um Mm. and they go to one shit goes awry there's demons everywhere everyone dies and then they have to out drink the devil to literally save the world yeah so it's not just out drink but it's out party um it's so ridiculous this is this seems it looks really good this seems like Kane and Lynch mixed with Brutal Legend. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, if you haven't checked that out, definitely go check out After Party. Um, these guys have done some pretty good work on uh, on this. So, all right. Um, up next, same day. Uh, all of these games, barring the last one, are coming out on October 29th. This one coming to PS4 and Switch from Natsuma Atari and Natsuma Inc. It is Harvest Moon Mad Daesh. Mm. Um, I have no idea what this technically is, uh, but it is. it just looks like a... It almost looks like a mobile game. Um, yeah. I, like... So, it looks like... Harvest Moon's gotten, like, they've so lost the... Oh, yeah. Like, thread at this point. Yeah. So, it looks like what you're doing is um, you have a grid, um, and you have to move uh, like items around the grid to make um, bigger like plots of like vegetables or whatever or fish or whatever you have to like make. Um, mm-hmm. And you can also play with up to four other people uh, trying to, you know, like finish finish before you know finish everything before they do. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, you can have, like, um, single plots of, like, uh, onions. And when you put them side by side, boom, they grow a little bit bigger. And then you put two more next to that, and it makes a full square. Boom, it gets bigger. And then you have to, uh, like, harvest that. Um, so, um, interesting idea, but I do agree. They have um, definitely lost what the fuck ever they planned on doing with this. They they were very much left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if it is your thing coming out this fall, uh, oh, not this fall, but uh, October 29th uh, to Switch and PS4. Yeah. And moving right along, just one that we wanted to, I wanted to mention really quick. Also coming out on the Switch um, is Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6. Um, they had, uh, of course, their official announcement on um, at E3. Uh, they had a pretty cool little trailer. If you remember, they go these two guys, these two people um, go to this like haunted-looking house, and they end up sitting down in the living room, and they pull out the switch. Boom, Resident Evil. Um, they were trespassing. They should be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sorry, Nintendo. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's there's a couple of these. I mean. Um... Not only uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6. Are these like Resident Evil 5? No, that separately was... Resident Evil 6 or are they a bundle? It was... Uh, I think they were separate. Um, okay. And it wasn't until the very end of the um, the thing. Because they were showing off Resident Evil. Mm. The original Resident Evil in this trailer. Um, and it wasn't until the very end that they were like, Oh yes, and by the way, uh, you know, you're not just getting Resident Evil. But also coming will be uh, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil 0. Um, and I think there was like maybe one more in there. Um, oh, yeah. There was Resident Evil uh, 0, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was a pretty big thing. And these are just, you know, 5 and 6 are just now uh, coming on out. So... Go check that out if you're really big into Resident Evil. I would say you would have to be really big into Resident Evil to want to pick up uh, to want to pick up <laughs> like Resident Evil Six. But uh, yeah. that's just me. I'm just over here trying to mind my own goddamn business. For sure. Speaking um, of things, no one asked for. So yeah, same day. Um, super. Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD remake uh, for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC coming from Sega. And again, uh, while I was writing this in, I literally had to ask, who the fuck is asking for this? Mm-hmm. Which one of y'all motherfuckers are asking for Super who Monkey Ball? Who emailed Sega? Yeah. Because it had to have been just one person. Yeah. Um, so this game, for me, I, I remember this coming out uh, I think it did. I think I originally saw it on PS2, but I remember it on the Wii when just literally any old bullshit would be able to come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is a Wii game. This was an. It originally, I believe, came out on the Wii. Um, and uh, it was a 2006 game. And then they just said, hey, you guys, do you, you want to make this an HD real quick? And everyone's like, no. And they're like, okay, great. Um,. Doing it. So, uh, you know, whatever. Um, if this is your thing, cool, I guess. Sure. Sure. And another quick one coming to the Switch uh, from Don't Nod. Vampire is coming to the Switch as well on cool. uh, the 29th. Probably not the best way to play it. Um, yeah. But if you're not playing this any other way, the story is fucking amazing. Combat leaves a lot to be desired, but um, I really like what they're doing with this. Aren't they making a uh, series about this or something? Or a movie? 
Yeah, something more series. is coming. Yeah. yeah. And this would work incredibly well as a um, like television series. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, and then on the 31st, our last we're looking at the spookiest release of the year. Yeah. Am I right? I, I agree. Luigi's Mansion 3. All right. Of course, coming to uh, the Switch, Switch from a Nintendo. Um, is Nintendo? Mm. Oh, never put that together. Are they secretly German? Nine. <laughs> you get it. Well, um, they are secretly Italian. Right? Mario and well, Luigi. Mario and is Luigi. Mario and Luigi racist? Uh, insanely. Okay, just checking. <laughs> and bop it a boopity over here. Yeah. Um, so uh, what it looks like is Luigi uh, falls asleep, wakes up, everything's spooky. He's probably dreaming. Um, and he never ended up actually waking up. Uh, yeah. So um, if, if you're a, you know, a Luigi's Mansion fan, don't need to tell you too much more about this. If you're new and you haven't seen what Luigi's Mansion is, um, it's Ghostbusters with Luigi. Luigi. Yep. And also uh, in Luigi's Mansion 3, he becomes a father. To Gooigi. The father of Gooigi. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to give it your goo. Uh, yep. You just have to give it a little bit of goo. It loves the goo. What can I say? So what you can pretty much expect is fun, kooky um, environments to explore as Luigi with this. Uh, it has a name, but it's like a flashlight vacuum. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what its fucking name is, but you can expect just some, like, goofy, uh, I would say probably, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost-esque shenanigans. Yeah. Um, Polter, the Poltergust G-double-O. Thank God. It's upgraded. Poltergust goo. Go. Um, so the Poltergust has a lot of options. Um, of course, it can, uh... It's like a vacuum, so it can put, mm-hmm. has an attachment to push air out, has an attachment to pull air in, has a flashlight attachment, um, and then it has a few other like spectral um, attachments that allow you to do things. Like you can grab a hold of a ghost and like slam them on the ground. Um, you can use it to see, uh, mm-hmm. you know, different things in the environment. Um, like this is you know we talk about a lot of games and you know of course in this episode a lot we're talking about the outer worlds because we're really excited and it's super fun um but this game's fun too yeah it's fun in a completely different way Um, it's just doing like some cool funny stuff yeah luigi's luigi's great he's probably the better of the two brothers oh for sure um mario's overrated (laughs) Just stupid stuff you can do. It has a plunger that you can shoot that has a rope. And he shot it at a ghost and it stuck to the ghost's face. Yeah. And the ghost is trying to pull it off. That's really good. That's just classic comedy, you know? Yep. He can do the little, like, air burst that gives him, like, a little jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Then, of course, Goo-Ouija. It puts Luigi asleep and you can become Gooigi who can travel through pipes, through fences, through grates to get to higher areas and get things you normally couldn't. Like he can go mm-hmm. over like spikes. He can't be he can't be killed. Um, so uh, you know, it's kind of like Oh, he can't be killed by water. 
Water is what Yeah, he it. melts in the water. Ah, there it is. So, in solo mode, you can switch between Luigi and Gooigi, uh, or you can play two-player cooperative, pass the controller to a friend to play uh, Gooigi. So, it has like almost like a two-player mode. Um, so, yeah, this one's pretty good. This one, I think, is going to be uh, uh, one of the Switch's, like, must... Like, you have to own this game for the system. Um, yeah. This is just super goofy. Uh, Luigi is the goofy of the Nintendo universe. Yeah. The way he runs is... It always gets me. Yeah. Yeah. It's super... Legend. Fucking goofy. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything we had this week. The bigger ones that I would say probably to check out. Um, After Party coming to PC and PS4. Uh, and then Luigi's Mansion. Those mm-hmm. are two notables. Um... But uh, I don't think we really had any games that we missed. We really don't have too much to talk about alpha, uh, beta, demo, trials, and freebies. Aside from um, if you're playing on PC, you can go over and pick up, um, I think it's Cube and uh, Fatal Frame, the full edition, Mm. uh, on Epic Game Store. Um, I think they had some other things. And then, yeah, there will be a few other things out here. you know, in, in, in the coming days. So definitely always keep your eyes peeled over on the Epic Game Store to pick up those free games. Right. Cool. Um, so let's jump into the news and start. Let's talk, let's talk about some delays. Yeah, it's pretty much all delays it's this all week, delays folks. all delays this week. Uh, so we're starting out with a um, nice little bundle of delays here. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've got, what, Watch Dogs Legion... Rainbow Six and uh, Gods and Monsters yeah, have Ram- all been pushed back it from was uh, Ubisoft. Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, Quarantine, right. Yeah, uh, which is kind of Left for Dead-esque. Um, all of those got pushed back. Uh, who knows what else will technically be pushed. Uh, yeah. But um, Probably orig- some stuff was pushed that we haven't even heard about yet. Originally, Watch Dogs Legion was given a March 3rd, 2020 launch. Now publishers say that it's going to show up in the 2020-2021 fiscal year, which does begin in April. 2020, 2021. Yeah. So, um, it does a lot. And what this means, you know, before we go any further, we might as well rope in the second article that we have here, which is the second delay, um, would be uh, Last of Us, um, Last of Us Part 2. Is delayed until May 29th. Um, I don't know if that... They're in a little bit different position. I do look at um, the, you know, Watch Dogs and the Ubisoft announcement. Um, those guys are coming off the heels of a pretty crushing defeat with video mm-hmm. games. Um, uh, I, I don't think Division 2 lived up to what they wanted it to. Um, yeah, they've... Uh said the same thing about breakpoint breakpoint has done well under what it was supposed to um and to me i i did not like that game at all uh like of course i played it early and i was like guys give that a second thought if you're thinking about buying it mm-hmm. um and you know here, here we are um and i wonder if they're feeling the same about some of the other things so they're like let's give it some more time Mm-hmm. Well, let's develop this. Let's work on some things. Um, Watch Dogs Legion is a definite buy for me. I'm yep. a big Watch Dogs fan. 
Um, Rainbow Six Quarantine could be fun with the right people. And Gods mm-hmm. and Monsters did look fun. But I'm glad they're giving not only their, uh, you know, people a little bit of time to breathe. Same goes with uh, uh, Last of Us. Um, yeah. Giving their artists and, you know, developers a bit of time to breathe. Uh, but as well, especially in the uh, Ubisoft sense, they're pushing out of that that hectic time that's spring. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about all the things that are coming out in spring, they're supposed to be, um, you know, Final Fantasy and Cyberpunk and um, uh, the Marvel game from uh, Crystal Dynamics, and and that's just to name some of the big hitters. And just saying that one title in there, just saying Cyberpunk yeah. is massive. It completely yeah. overshadows pretty much anything else that comes out in that time frame. Um. But I think that's a good idea uh, for um, Ubisoft. I, I think that there's they're like, okay, we have to pick a time to come out. Let's come out here. And I don't know if they ever had an intent on releasing during that frame time frame. Mm. They talked about it during uh, it was an invest investing call, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it gets them out of that hectic time. Possibly gets them a better release window for their games. Um, which should mean more sales. Um, but it also gets them... Uh, you know, it also gets them... Um, you know, just some more time to work on it and flush out what they need to do. Um, time to cook. Yeah, which can't be a bad thing when you're releasing, like, five games in one season. You know? Right. Um, so that's good getting on to the last of us front um i don't know why they did that with theirs i like that of course that they're giving because naughty dog is kind of known for having really rough crunch Mm. and i i I think that it's good for um you know it's good for morale which will come back to make the game more successful right um but yeah, the the update comes you know directly from the Drucks, Neil Druckmann, um, Daddy Druck, and yeah, you know, the, it's it's pretty much what you expect. Hey, we want to create the best thing ever. To do that, we're gonna need a little bit more time. The new release date is May twenty ninth. Um, it is really weird that they would even release like they had a release date less than a month ago. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, oops. Like, they didn't have to reveal that release date, you know? Right. I, it's kind of odd. I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed it one more time. Well, I'm honestly wondering if... Remember, they were going to launch the game and then add in multiplayer later? Right. I wonder if they're just going to squeeze multiplayer in before it drops. Because, like, it might have been that, uh, you know, Sony was like, eh, we really need that multiplayer in there from you guys. See, that's a dumb way to go about it, though. Like, I agree. I, I think that's a bad way. You... Release the main game, get people to buy that main game, and then oh, yeah. release them. Yeah, release the multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, release we saw a spike player. in uh, Red Dead Two sales when they dropped the online mode. Exactly. So it's smart. That's like releasing two games, basically. Um. So you know, it's. I still hope they stick to that. I do find it weird that they picked, in my mind, a worse time to release. Mm. Um, they wait. They go from before Cyberpunk to after Cyberpunk, and as well now after 
um, Marvel Avengers, which Marvel Avengers is probably not going to do the best. Um, yeah. But it's still a highly anticipated game. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm gonna buy it. I'm a, I'm a fan of what they're doing, and I like the, you know I. And plus, we have friends that work there, so yeah, you know I want to see what they worked on and all that jazz. Um, same with Last of Us too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, got confirmation that one of the artists is going to be joining our podcast after the game releases and talking with us. Yeah, that's cool. So that's pretty freaking cool. Um, so definitely something to look forward to. All right. All right, we've got more bad news. Yeah, that kind well, of... Well, this one's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Bethesda is... So, they've announced the uh, Wastelanders update, which is going to be with the NPCs and everything, until next year. Right, they pushed That was that. originally going to come out soon, right? Right, that was supposed to be coming out, I think, November? Yeah, so... They pushed that back, and then the next thing they did was, Hey, we're making a new program called Fallout First... It's a premium monthly membership that gives players access to private servers, which they promised before the game came out. Right. Unlimited storage for crafting components in a new scrap box and a monthly allowance of 1,650 atoms. That is Plus a some nice other benefits like number. skins and stuff. 1650. Uh, so the membership costs $12.99 a month, or if you sign up for a full year at once, it's $100. Fuck. So They're hot. you can invite up to seven friends. Only the player that creates the world needs the Fallout First sub. Um, so if you had a friend maybe that played like all the time and then you don't play so much, maybe just send them like six bucks once. Like, I, I think I think this could be a cool thing if all these people got together and they're like, one guy's like, hey, I really want the skins and I like the world and blah, blah, blah. Cool. Well, yeah, like You're one paying person- half of it. Yeah, and one then, person pays half, and then the other seven each chip in one-seventh, right? Right. Or I guess it would be even less than that. One-seventh of a half, and then uh, the other half, and then that one person is just the one that runs everything. Right. But uh, it's uh, turns out has not been working. <laughs> so, yep. first of all, it's it's letting you charge and like pay the money, right? Yep. Obviously, that part's working. Um, the privateness is not. Um, I don't. I haven't heard much more than just the beginning stories, but people were saying that in their private world, they were finding things looted. They were finding like dead, like NPC units that weren't that were definitely killed by another player character, you know. And then they were finding. Um, I, I guess there was some like griefing going on, even. Yeah. Um, so basically, a lot of the people that did buy into Fallout first. Um, the premium membership, uh, the other people who aren't paying for it who are like, what the fuck, this is stupid, that are still playing the game, um, they will kind of stalk some of the other players that bought Fallout first, and they'll just, like, surround them and start, like, greet, like, uh, like, acting like they're dead or grieving or, um whatever surrounding them and they'll just keep doing it like following them and doing it yeah, they just follow you around forever in this world that you're paying a hundred dollars to be private in right i mean imagine um so that's fun yeah it's um, it's not only that uh the scrap box that is supposed to be like you know a lot of rpgs have this where there's like a storage place that has unlimited storage that you can just dump all your stuff you want to look at later mm-hmm 
Um, apparently, it has been like deleting items. Yeah. Randomly. Um, so people had like rare stuff that was going missing out of there. I'm wondering if it's actually deleting them or if somebody is like griefing, logging into their place, like invading their world and stealing it. You know what I well, mean? Well, that's not supposed to be possible. It's not supposed to be, but it's also not supposed so, to delete your fucking shit. You put it in is possible. It is possible that it, that is a thing. Yeah. But again, and apparently that's what people I'm weren't. Uh, they weren't getting their like monthly allowance of atoms up front. It was like delaying it by a couple days. So, so like it's just all bad. Yeah, literally. I, I think what Pacey Possum Man said about this is it's been cartoonishly bad. Like, yeah, it's like if Elmer fucking Fudd ran the Fallout universe right now. Hmm. And I said Todd Howard is Elmer Fudd in a way confirmed. It's very strange because, like, this is a company that was going into... Like, so Fallout 4 had some comments, some, like, some weird comments, basically. But it's, like, overall it got really good ratings. You know, it was generally beloved. Like, the main issue with Fallout 4 is that Fallout 3 and New Vegas were so good that it was hard to follow up, right? Right. So, like, it, it's tried. just, like, you know, really I, I played, like... 200 hours of fallout 3 mm-hmm. i played uh new vegas to completion uh yes me on the couch with a bottle of lotion right Hell yeah. and then i also um that's been my latest joke so i'm still kind of workshopping that okay and then also um i played a lot of skyrim which you know is not radically different from fallout when you're you know as, as far as like your minute to minute experience yeah like the core concepts so, the same yeah i wasn't super into fallout 4 just because i kind of had worked that out of my system yeah it is it feels like more of the same yeah but that's not because it's bad it, it was delivering the meat and potatoes you know what i mean right like you don't want it every single day but it's good most of the time see the yeah the problem is i think by the time you got to that point you're so used to it right that it's, it's just, no longer interesting yeah that flavor isn't good anymore but not the game's fault. So, yeah, like, it, I think Fallout 4 was just a problem of timing. And, in fact, that was kind of a whole thing about Fallout 4 was that people were shocked at how fast it was coming out. Remember? Yeah, yeah. They announced it and dropped it within six months. And people uh, were that, like, I can't believe they were able to turn a game around this fast. But, and especially one with so many new features. But it, it it's not surprising because the update to their engine hasn't happened in fucking Very 19 little. years. Yeah, yeah. It's been I mean, so Fallout Four was like a remarkable move up from Fallout Three, but right? Like, that's not really especially but, unique to say. Like, I mean, F- Grand Theft Auto Two was a huge move up from Grand Theft Auto One. Yeah, like obviously, but it wasn't from but, one to two. That was the important part. <laughs> yeah, Fallout Seventy Six is just. I mean, it, it's one of those things where like you can tell that all the issues with it are all like management decision level problems mm-hmm. because theoretically all they're doing is taking fallout 4 and adding a multiplayer ability on top of it right yeah yeah they're removing um, things they're just moving things around is all they're doing yeah they're, i mean the the focus of the game went from build a village mm-hmm. to build your village in this open world right right or this uh, multiplayer world so it's like theoretically Every bullet point on the list of, like, here's what Fallout 76 does, I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. But I hate the game. Because they just... Like you said, it, it's... Well, it's almost to the point of, like, are you intentionally making this game bad? Like, is this trying to prove some kind of point or something? Because it's almost inconceivable that you'd be able to fuck up so much back-to-back on this. Right. 
And, well, for you personally, I do see that this game is not your jam. Right. Yeah, I'm not somebody that likes, like, MMO structure. I don't really like online games anyway. Yeah, you were immediately like, well, hey, that online, uh, or that uh, private world thing sounds good. Exactly. Like, I was like, hey, maybe I'll pick this game up in six months after they introduce the private servers. I was not anticipating that they'd be fucking $13 every month. And I want to put that into fucking perspective as well. It's not you a free-to-play game. Game Pass for fucking 9 bucks, like 10 bucks a month. Yeah, you and pay for Game Pass and Gold together and it's 15 bucks a month. And you will get a better game than this and that's just one Brand of the games. New games and they drop multiple games a month. So far it's been like five, six, seven, eight, nine games a month. And these guys have the balls to come out and say, Hey, we're gonna charge you more for this one game that has been failing since day one. But not only that, but we're gonna charge you for this feature that we promised for free. like previously. That they didn't say, Hey, it's gonna be free or whatever. Like they never said that. Well when you But uh, why would you anticipate Yeah. I mean maybe like a dollar a month to rent server space or something. No, right? absolutely not. I I went into that going that is going to be a feature. You don't talk about the game and say, hey, spend 60 bucks on this game. And then go, here's some, here's all the features. And then break them down and say, you're going to have to pay for these features individually. I mean, EA might be thinking of that. Well, we've went out and said, you know. Fuck you EA know what publicly. we say about EA. Really happy to work for you. Just give me a call, folks. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's, it is like. No, I mean, but you can't do that. You can't say know. spend money on this and then say, here are the features. These are all individual. Yeah, these are these are uh, a la carte. That was a day one feature that they said this is going to be a thing that you can do, and then right. they redacted and said no, this is going to be something that's going to be coming out soon after launch. And what are we a year after now? And then they're asking us to pay money for it. And not only that, but they're asking us to pay money for it. And the people that do say, okay, you know what? I will actually spend money on this. It doesn't fucking it work. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and so I mean, this is. I don't want to say this is the reason, because it's not. It's just the straw that broke the camel's back, that Bethesda is fucking out of the game. Dude, Bethesda, honest, I mean, like, I've seen a ton of people that are like, like, I don't know if I'm going to give Bethesda my business in the future. Like, Exactly. They've been, able to, they've been able to torpedo, and this is, again, something that I talk with people with Bioware, where it's like, you know... Each game that comes out from Bioware at this point is kind of like, this might be their last shot. This one really has to do it. This is their last shot. And they've done that over the course of like three games. Yeah. Bethesda completely shot themselves in the ass with one game. Right. And That's I, pretty impressive. I do feel like one of the things that's really hurting them is that they're, they, they were a focused game studio. Right? They had a few yeah. titles that were uh, integral. So they had a game that would come out like is. one game every five or six years. And now they're trying to bring out a game every like year and a half. Yeah. And not only are they trying to do that, but they're trying to break into the mobile market. And they're trying to break into, um, you know, card games. And they're trying to break into, you know, we're going to acquire this other company and we're going to derail some of our vision that could be put towards something like Fallout or something like Elder Scrolls. To go to, to, go to, to, go to do whatever. Whatever this opening, yeah. this studio in austin or whatever you know what i mean right it, it's it's uh and i do it's especially weird about it, it it's like they've done some cool stuff like right. that's what again totally blows my mind is that bethesda has an online game that is successful and that people like mm -hmm. 
that's based on one of their open world RPG franchises. You know what I mean? Yeah. Elder Scrolls Online's right there. Yeah. Let's and do I, I don't know fine. how. It's not like you can say, oh, well, you know, we actually um, we don't have any experience with MMOs, so we tried this and it just didn't really work. Like, BioWare did have that excuse with Older Public. And again, Older Public's got some big diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's a middling MMO with a good story, right? Which is right. like, I, just go play Guild Wars. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, like, I played it. It's fine or whatever. But, you know, that was Bioware's first attempt. And that was EA's first attempt at a large-scale MMO of that that license amount of, you know, power that you have to negotiate with, you know, LucasArts and shit to be allowed to do. That's like, you know, they, they sort of had an excuse to say, oh, well, you know, it's it's cool. We tried really hard. Here it is. But Bethesda's got a fucking successful game out. And it's... They took two successful concepts, right? They took Fallout 4, which did great. And they took Elder Scrolls Online, which did better than expected, I would assume. Yeah. And then they combined them and took an absolute shit. Like... I I just don't get it. I I find Fallout to be this thing that follows... It's kind of like the, like, dumpy friend of Elder Scroll. It just kind of follows them around. Mm. And everything that Elder Scroll does... It, they try to replicate it almost with yeah, Fallout. Yeah. And ever since, uh, ever since Bethesda acquired it. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. That's fine if you want to do that. But right, they, it needs to have some sort of original idea. If they had taken and made a Fallout world, if they had taken Fallout, um, if they had taken Fallout seventy six and turned it into a four player cooperative that just played like. Uh, you know, that just played, like, uh, a regular Fallout game. Mm-hmm. But you can play it with up to four friends. That would have been wildly more successful than this thing that they're doing right here. Correct. You can jump into your world with your friends, and you can go over to their house and see what cool stuff that they're selling through their vending machine. And then mm-hmm. you can go out and you can explore. And then, oh, hey, my other friend just jumped online. Cool. Uh, I'm going to meet up with him, and then we're going to go over here and take on this little boss. Like, it's easy and it's cut and dry but they're like no we have to do this mmo style because we did an mmo with uh elder scroll and it was uh, you know mildly successful it just they i don't know they it didn't i i don't see how they thought that this was going to be successful when they were automatically removing one of the key features of the game Mm mm-hmm like that's is not the same in seventy six as it is anywhere else. Yeah, completely broken and terrible. Um, so completely shat it. But that's still even with that, even with four and saying four wasn't great, and saying seventy six, the everything they're doing is trash. The game is still can still be there's still fun to be had, and people did not bother me while I was playing. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's a bad game. It's just it was done wrong and their fucking direction and what they think people want is so off base that they like they can't even, like, they're drowning so bad they can't even see the shore anymore. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, uh... Now, okay. I'm getting some unconfirmed reports here. We're breaking live news on the cast here. Give me a dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee. Uh, so we don't have any footage for this, but apparently at BlizzCon, Blizzard's gonna reveal Overwatch 2, folks. 
I heard that there was a lot of things that they were talking about. And Diablo I think Four. One was Diablo Four. Yeah. Well, they they're gonna have to fucking announce something, or their fans are gonna kill them. Yeah, they're gonna. Dude, Mike Yabara. Uh huh. That left Xbox went to Blizzard, and he like tweeted, he's like, "Can't wait to reveal such and such at uh, the Blizzard Con stage," and it's like. Dude, you literally jumped out of the frying pan into the fucking nuclear holocaust. The worst part is... <laughs> what he, timing? Like, he jumped out at the worst possible time. Next gen, Microsoft's gonna blow up. Oh, dude. Not only that, but he jumped out, and then, like, two days after he left Microsoft... Because I went back to look at it. <laughs> like, right after he left Microsoft, Blizzard, like, banned that player for saying free Hong Kong. And then all the <laughs> fans just, like, completely one Dude, it is so wild how Weird. fast people turned on that shit. And I'm, I'm shot. Like, this is... And actually, I was going to kind of lead into this, so this is a related story. When people say shit like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to buy a game from Bethesda again because of Fallout 76. Like, when Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, they're going to go buy it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what are the actual odds that people stick to that? Like... Meanwhile, people are actually really boycotting Blizzard. Like, they've actually felt it. A ton of WoW subscriptions were cut. Yeah. Overwatch player numbers, like, halved. Like... Yeah. It's wild. I've never seen people, like, commit to something like that before. They... Um... They ban... Uh... Someone that we played tabletop games with before. Um... And... He, uh... He is a very big player of Overwatch. And mm. they ban him on the threads for... Because uh, he, he was just going in and being like, fuck you. No, no. He said something really, uh, really, like, not... It, it wasn't even, like, off-color. Mm. It was just something... I think it was something about anime. I don't remember exactly what he said. But it wasn't, like, an outlandish... It wasn't even an opinion. Yeah. It was just like, oh, hey, this anime does this. And they straight up fully ban his whole account. Holy shit! Yeah, he had to he had to start completely over on Overwatch, and he had put hundreds of hours into playing characters. Mm-hmm. Fucking wild. Damn. Blizzard is the other one that's uh, off base right now. Yeah, it's weird. All right, let's get into our <laughs> last story. This has had me fully torqued. I don't think I've seen this. Oh, dear. Here we go. Beam. Beam. <laughs> so, it is... Give me your play-by-play here. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, it is the final trailer for Rise of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Let's do Star mm-hmm. Wars. We have Rey running through... Uh, a f- very Wood. wooded area, very foresty area, and she drops a uh, helmet on the ground. She's running. I think she deflects a bullet. Mm. Um, it's doing kind of like a rapid look at a lot of different characters. Uh, that sea looks rough. There is a, like it. There's a spot where it looks like they're on some sort of crash ship, and there's water mm-hmm. everywhere, and you see the red lightsaber, Kylo Ren walking up. Um, and the sea is fucking crazy. It is Hell yes. raging, man. Um, got some thunder. Iceberg lettuce. Something coming up out of the water. Chair. Big guy fly. Yeah. Ray flying the uh, Millennium with Chewie. And then the fight in that raging sea between mm. Ray and Kylo. 
little boat fall down. A little bro working on the back of C-3PO's <laughs> head. My Hell man. yeah. He's the new star of the show. Dude, I love those little dudes. Doesn't C-3PO's eyes lose its shit at one point? Yeah, they're going to... Well, there's a couple theories. So what he's saying there, I don't know if you're listening with audio, but he no. says, uh, they say, C-3PO, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm taking a last look at my friends. Whew. So I think they're going to turn C-3PO into kill mode. And he's going to fucking annihilate Kylo Ren. He's going to rip his head off. And that was um, Billy D. Williams flying the fucking Millennium, right? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That's where that's they're like, are, When they're fucking riding horses, the, a lot of it is set in the crashed uh, Death Star 2. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Um, that's cool. There's a lot of like Death Stars taken off. Uh, there's someone in like a big mechanical throne that looks like it's moving, maybe? Mm-hmm. And then we hear some Force shit. And then I instantly come to death. All of my fluids come out. <laughs> so uh, it comes out December 20th. Um, have you already secured your tickets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Day one. <laughs> uh, going Thursday, that Thursday probably, right after work, to go see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is going to be a fun movie. It's the end of a end of the trilogy. It's weird to say. Um that it's the end of, you know, whatever this is. And then, you know, there's something to come next after that. Uh, what are your yeah. hopes for the end of this? Um, I really want them to, to double down on the, like, fuck the fans message of Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. It, and it's my second favorite Star Wars movie after Rogue One, which is just perfect. Rogue One was definitely a lot of fun. The little guy, again, so we've been watching the movies again. Uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, there's like a big battle, and there's a little guy with a gun, and he turns around and goes, <laughs> And I love him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, w- I really want him to... So we see a lot of, like, this is our final mission shit going on, which you see in a lot of media. You know, games have been doing it for a long time. Mass sure. Effect. Um, where it's like, you see all the ships coming for like this big final confrontation, whatever. Um, it's, uh, I want them to take risks like they did on rogue one. I want them to kill people, you know? Yeah. yeah. I want them to like, because part of the thing about rogue one that made it so good was that you, you, it helped you understand what the resistance and the rebellion and, you know, it helps you understand who these guys really are. They're like, they are willing to die so that things can get better, you know? And, I mean, you know, Rogue One was basically a Vietnam movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a little group fighting against these guys that are just here to extract your shit. Like, um, so Vietnam was a French colony. They fought for their freedom against the French. They got their freedom. And then the people inside Vietnam disagreed on what form they would take from there. And there was the communists, basically, and there was capitalists. And right. the communists won. Even though they had to also fight against the U.S. Yeah. Uh, they did, of course, they had assistance from um, China and everything, but still. So, um, you know, it's like, it's the kind of thing that's like, um, you know, the it's a little bit more clear, I think, in star wars where it's like okay these guys are like directly like first order the empire they are 100 percent there 
fascistic, they're white supremacist, you can tell because everybody's a white guy, and they're sexist, you can tell because everybody's a white guy. There's one woman in the First Order that we've seen, right? And she was high-ranking, but she was also a giant, massive bitch with insane levels of power, so... Like, I mean, that's you know, kind of their 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 pull, though. You know. Yeah, they would that's rather they have want. a big dope. I mean, they'll they'll accept anybody that helps them. Oh yeah, right? anyone that has a big swinging dick, that's who they want on their team. Right. So, it, like, they don't really, you know, they're they're racist as long as it's helpful, and they're sexist as long as it's helpful. Yeah. And as soon as they don't need it, they toss it because it's just a tool. You know. Right. So it's it's a lot easier to be like, oh, these are the bad guys, right? Right. Because like clearly they are. <laughs> But at the same time, the rebels, I mean, the especially the people that we see. So, like, Han Solo, he could be a captain in the Empire, mm-hmm. you know? And, in fact, he is at one point, right? I believe, yeah. Um, like, he could just be a pilot for the Empire, and he could have a normal life, not really be in danger all the time. But he's like, no, fuck that, you know? Yeah. I love that BB-8 rolls with the people riding on horses. That's so good. <laughs> and Yeah, it, it, it is... Um, you know the end of these three, and right. I, I don't know. I mean, do we want? I want some people to die. Do, do we want it to wrap up? Do we want people to die and then us? To I could see, see the other maybe side? selecting some people who kind of go on. Like, I think it'd be awesome if, like, Finn and Rose, like, go on to be like heralds for the next, the next, like. They're not directly like Jedi trainers or something, but they're at the new Jedi Temple or something. Right. right. I, I can I can see personally because Finn was sort of on his way. I can see one of them dying. Yeah, I could see that. I could see Finn dying. Yeah, I can see one of them. Dying. I could see Ray dying also because her sister died. So we you know that Rose? their families. Uh, uh, yeah, we yeah. could see we could see their uh, her sister died. So we know that their family is disposable. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, like I, I can see like the ultimate sacrifice kind mm-hmm. of thing happening happening here. I would like something definitive to question: Is there going to be more? Not even of this, but just Star Wars in general. Even though we know new movies are coming up, but what yeah, we does know that there entail? are. But I would like to see maybe a little tease. So we know that um, uh, the two guys that made Game of Thrones. The reason that the last season of Game of Thrones was so bad is because they wanted to leave, like they wanted to hurry up and finish so that they could go work on these Star Wars movies. Right. So they're making a trilogy of movies. Like the person that I could see living out of this whole thing would be uh, Poe. I don't know why. Oh yeah, Poe's definitely. You can't kill Oscar Isaac, dude. Yeah, I, I think Poe. I think Poe is gonna survive it. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel, I feel like Ray's gonna get got. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough to say because the core Disney movies. So remember, Rogue One had to be like completely reshot. Like fifty percent of the movie was reshot because it was too dark. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to like lighten it up, and they still end with every single character dying. Yeah, it's like how so do you even? I, I can only imagine what it was before, but right. Um, I want to see that. that yeah, I really want to see that cut. Yeah, but. uh yeah, I don't know. I it's I'm really interested to see what they do with it because I just think like the last Jedi was so bold and it was such a step in an interesting direction of being like, you know, we don't have to follow this formula. This formula is stupid. Right. But then of course at the same time this is Disney, the most powerful 
entertainment company in the fucking universe. You know what I mean? Right. Again, it's it's very similar to Microsoft owning Obsidian and putting out a, a very anti-capitalist, anti-corporate game, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, it's you're Microsoft, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're the man. Settled when up. they say the man, you're the man. We're talking about you, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's interesting. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to be, like... I don't really know what they could do that would completely put me off. Like, I think I'm going to be happy one way or another. Right, right. I, I but I would really like yeah. to see something that's like genre defining. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm definitely going to be happy either way. Yeah. With this movie, I don't think there's anything that they could really do. It's, I mean, a lot of people get hung up on, oh, that's not what I wanted, and it's like, who gives a fuck what you wanted? Yeah, nobody. That's gives not a shit how what they write want. their story. You're not writing the story. It's not what you want. Yeah, if you write the story. So you know who you know what did go the way somebody wanted? Rogue One went the way Gary Whitta wanted because he fucking wrote it. Exactly. <laughs> like And you know what I mean? guess what? Someone said, "Hey, I like the way that that went." Right. And we're going to go ahead and greenlight you to do that. I mean, so it's it, 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 this people need to get that out of their mind that this is about them somehow. Right. And it's It's not about did you. you see the uh, it's about Freddie Prince Jr. Something. rant? I did not. Okay, folks. Buckle up. This is insanely good. Um, you have to go look it up. And uh, I don't think that our like mature tag is enough to defend us from the profanity this dude unleashes. But Freddie Prince Jr. was interviewed on some radio show or something podcast, and he was like, he was like, okay, what people don't understand is that these movies are made for kids. The reason you didn't like the prequels is because you were a kid when you saw the other ones, and now you're not a kid. Right. It was made for kids. These new ones, you don't like it because they gave a Millennium Falcon to a girl. You know who does like it? Girls, especially kids. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, he's kind of like, it's it's not for you. They have a target audience, and just because you go and see it doesn't mean it's yours. You know, that's exactly what you're saying. And uh, he kind of talks about how, like, some of the stuff that he had heard from Dave Filoni and um, George Lucas about, because, you know, he oh, played a... Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. played a major character. Um, we could put it up with no uh, no audio. <laughs> It'd be fine. No, no, no. I just found a, a written version of it. A transcript? Yeah, it's funny. But he's like, he's talking about like, look, the force is about balance. And he's like, I can guess what's going to happen. And I think I'm right. And I'm not going to say it because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. So good. People, People bitch about the dumbest things. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and he's right. I mean, a lot of the stuff he talks about is really right. And he's like, Darth Maul, everybody thinks he's cool because he looks sick and he's great in the video games. He's Sisyphus. He's born to fail. Learn your Greek mythology. I don't know. George fucking Lucas did. He's cursed to roll a boulder up the hill only to have it roll to the bottom again every single time for eternity. That's his quest. He's in on the joke. He knows. He's just cursed to live like that. So it's like, you know, and, and Grimm even called it out and he's exactly right. And I agree. Uh, episode one, the good thing about episode one is... Uh, Darth Maul, right? right? And also fucking Definitely. Liam Neeson's amazing. But, uh, you know, Darth Maul's cool as fuck, but he can never win. Like, right. although he did, what, Rogue One teased that he's, like, in charge of a giant criminal empire, which is pretty cool. But, uh, you know, it's like, he's he's doomed to fail because the Force will not allow Darth Maul to be the next big bad boy because Anakin Skywalker exists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's already been selected. And um, Freddie Prince Jr. talks about this in this rant that he does, where he says, um, 
you know, the Emperor, Darth Sidious, finds Anakin Skywalker, and he should kill him, but he knows that if he kills him, the Force will make a correction to that. So the only way to survive is to recruit him. Right? Right. And this goes into, like, the whole, like, Sith rule of two thing and how... Like, the light side gains strength by having allies, and the dark side gains strength by having enemies. So, like, the reason that there's only two Sith is that the Master and the Apprentice both hate each other, and they covet each other's power. And, uh, you know, the light side wants to have as many Jedi as possible, because the more Jedi there are, the more power the light side has. But they always have to come back into balance. You know, because, I mean, it's, you know... It's nice when it's warm out, and you don't want to have no warmth in the universe but when it's too warm you die it's right, right when it's you know when you go into winter after a hard summer it's nice to have it cool down a little bit but if it becomes freezing for 10 years you'll probably die you know what i mean like this shit's all about balance and especially when you're talking about something that is like universe level like you know the force is a fundamental physical phenomena of the star wars universe like it's it's like radiation or light or something you know what i mean it's like a mathematical equation that exists and that's how the universe runs so when you have something like that it has to balance itself out because it's math it has to equal the same on both sides you know it always will mm-hmm. so you know that's why a sun burns it's because it's got a bunch of shit the shit's not supposed to be there so it burns it to get rid of it you know, it just happens to put out a bunch of energy. So, um, it's it's super interesting. Like, I would definitely listen to it because Freddie Prince Jr. is cool as fuck. And everything <laughs> he says is right, and I love him. <laughs> everything, he's only done good roles. He's never had a bad role. I can't name five of Scooby-Doo. his roles. <laughs> uh, what's the... Uh, is it She's All That or something where he like, it's one of the movies where he's like a jock and a nerdy girl moves to school so he decides to make her hot or whatever by taking her glasses off? Jesus Christ. She's All, I think it's She's All That. Something like that. I, I have no idea. That's it. That's everything he's done. He does a lot of voice work. Didn't he do uh yeah, he was in um, shit, was he in? Say it. No. He wasn't in, um, what was he in? I know what you did last summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you did last summer, yep. That's like, that and Scooby-Doo is what I know I'm from. She's all that, Scooby-Doo, I know what you did last summer. He was a major, he was one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels, the animated TV show. He's been an adult swim for like 40 years. Yeah, he's uh, always He was in Dragon Age Inquisition, he was Iron Bull. Oh, that's cool. Um, he was in Mass Effect 3 as Lieutenant James Vega. He was on an episode of Psych. Boston Legal, Friends. Friends. He was on Friends. The fuck? I'm losing my faith in him. Do you have a show called Freddy? Yeah. Uh, that him. was pretty good, huh? No? Dude, I'm, I think I'm buying that on DVD right now. Wait. Oh, it looks horrible, dude. It looks really bad. Wait, A wait. successful chef living in Chicago inherits three generations of family. His niece, his sister-in-law, and his grandmother... And learns to survive while living with these three very different women. <laughs> that sounds really bad. I'm buying this. God. He's a big wrestling fan, huh? Yeah, he loves wrestling. That's awesome. I didn't know that. 
He's just a total nerd. This dude's fucking wild. He only plays characters with his same first name. Isn't that weird? He's like every character he plays is named Freddy, like half of them. Okay, so it says World Wrestling Entertainment, 2008 to 2009. And then it says post-WWE. And then it says return to WWE, 2010 to 12. That's funny. What the fuck? What God. Alright, well that's our show. Go look up Freddy Prince Jr. to fucking play along, kids. Um, but yeah, that is all that we have for you uh, today. Um, as always... We appreciate you guys for listening if you were join, joining us live. Um, Grim just asked who he is in Scooby-Doo. He's Freddy, you bitch. <laughs> Dumbass. You ordered Scott. Okay. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was good. That's funny. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oh god, good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys if you are joining us live for this. Uh, if you don't know, every uh, every Sunday we sit here, we do one or two shows. It depends. We have our weekly show this year, the Mammoth Games Cast, uh, bringing you your, uh, of course, your weekly news uh, and next week's games. Um, as well, we have the bi-weekly show, which is story mode, shows off. Uh, the complete story of one video game. Uh, we do that, of course, like I said, bi-weekly, breaking up the game so you guys can get and ingest the entirety of uh, a story without sitting down and spending 60 hours playing. Um, right. If it's not your thing or if you don't want to uh, um, you know, try to catch up for the newest game, it's a good way to listen. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that releases, we do that every Sunday. Uh, the Mammoth Games cast release every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean.com, and then Story Mode releases on Wednesday bi-weekly. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., so you know when we go do, go live and do stuff just like this. Um, as well, we're posting some other kind of news over there, so go check it out. Um, and then as well, follow us uh, and give us a like over on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc., um, join us in all of the conversation, everything we usually talk about here, we talk about there first. Um, so, and the best thing you can do is hit us with a review, uh, over on iTunes, Google play, um, or even Podbean or Stitcher. Um, let us know what we could do better, what you would like to see. Um, and we appreciate all that feedback guys, but until next time, thank you for hanging out. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.